Hi, welcome to What Do You Believe? I'm here with David Savage, and today we're going to talk about a few things that, you know, just sort of are just coming up in our previous conversations. Um, but as you know, the podcast is about, um, you know, sort of how you tap into your intuition and um, the signs and certain uh, signals that, that the universe, God, gives to you. And, um, you know, is there an afterlife and, and what happens when we transition and all the things that sort of the questions about life. So David and I were just chatting about that and we decided to just hear what his perspective is and see where that takes us. Cool. Glad to be hanging out with you. Thank you. Thanks for hanging out with me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. So I volunteered to introduce myself um, to take that responsibility off of you. So I'll I'll do that. Um, uh, As you said, my name is David Sauvage. And for the last few years, I have been um, calling myself empath or the empath. And I have gotten pretty good at feeling what other people are feeling and even better at articulating it and I've turned my ability to feel what people are feeling into performance so I do um, events where I do intuitive readings with people in front of audiences where I feel their feelings and share them with with audiences I also do um, one-on-one work which is more or less like therapy with the added benefits of my being able to feel your feelings too so that we can sit in what is true for you in a really embodied way and uh and then i also have done a fair amount of work with psychedelics um, and plant medicines as well both on myself and with others uh, and then I do corporate work too. I just got a cool corporate gig where I'm doing empathy training for a big company that I signed a non-disclosure agreement not to name, but it's a super big company and they want to, um, they want to move their brand in the direction of empathy and they've brought me on to help, which is exciting. That's great. So from psychedelics to big companies, I like playing in both. Um, so that's me in a nutshell. I'm 39 years old. I live in New York City. We're currently in my apartment in the East Village. <laughs> On a very hot day in the middle of winter. Yeah, eerily hot, <laughs> like in the 50s. So hot that when we close the windows, the heating makes it um, unpleasant in here. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm fascinated by all that you just said in your inter- introduction. And the first thing that I'm... Um, that kind of came to me when when you said it is the is the is the corporate um, empathy work. Mm. So how how do you how do you, how do you, how does that roll? I mean, how do you do that? What's what happens if you can share with us just a bit about that process? Mm. Hmm. Well, so far what's happened is a company uh, at a very high level decides that they want to integrate empathy meaningfully into some combination of how they operate and how they project or how they brand themselves. Mm -hmm. And so we want empathy to be more central to our work. We need somebody who can help actualize that. Um, And so, uh, for instance, my partner on a lot of projects, a woman named Skylar, we did a big project with the Four Seasons where the Four Seasons wanted to work... um, wanted to bring empathy more central to to the way that they work with their um, hotel guests. And so that was a process of discovery, feeling into where they're already doing it well, Mm. surfacing that from all of their hotels, distilling that information to top corporate, and then helping them actualize it through training. Amazing. Uh, Great. So... um, can we can we sort of would we notice this immediately if we're walking into a I mean give us an experience of how that relates to I think like um for for the four seasons for instance it's and actually this would hold for many companies 
Um, most companies hold people accountable to certain modes of behavior. Mm. Did you do X, Y, and Z? Yes. Some companies hold people accountable to attitudes. Right. Uh, are you kind? Are you are you gentle? Are you um, uh, are you actively listening? Very, 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 very vanishingly few companies hold people accountable for the emotional experience of the humans that are on the other side. Yes. So in order to take responsibility for the experience you are creating, not merely for what you are doing, um, you need empathy. You need to start to prioritize what the person actually needs, not what your protocols tell you you should do in order to meet their hypothetical needs. Mm. Uh, so you're, in, in essence, you're t- teaching them how to be coaches in a way. I mean, you're coaching them. In coaching, it's all about active listening and empathy. And it's actually, I, what I'm hearing is, it's, you're going in and saying, okay, you're, you're going you're gonna to hold the reins to this, the way this goes down, this interaction with this client that comes in and could be completely exhausted having flown from Japan to New York. And you need to not just be this corp, you need to, 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 to be kind in your eyes and, be, and have a, a presence and, and, and be aware that this per- whatever this person, I mean, is that along the lines of like the interaction with... Um, I think that's a... I actually think it goes deeper if you want to go all the way yeah. because if you tell somebody they need to be kind in their eyes well, and they I don't mean... <laughs> no that's that's a legitimate thing and some people don't have it in them to be kind in their eyes right. and so their attempt to be kind in their eyes comes off as stiff or phony or forced or worse manipulative yeah. and instead of the guest being calmed by them the mm-hmm. guest now has to make them feel comfortable that they are meeting his needs We all know that feeling when somebody is trying so hard to meet our needs that we then internalize their need to feel like they're doing a good job. And we make them feel like they're meeting our needs in order for the situation to abate. And that's Mm. counterproductive. So it's actually putting the other person's experience primary and go, what do they actually need? And for instance, um, some, 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 if we make it a hotel thing, some uh, people at the front desk are extremely sociable and fun, and they connect with 90% of people. But once in a while, there's somebody who is very shut in, and somebody who's really sociable, like, hey, how are you doing, actually hurts them, makes them feel more alone. Mm-hmm. What they need is somebody quiet and sensitive. So can you imagine a hotel staff with such attunement to the psychological needs of the guest that they determine which of their staff is most likely to make the person feel seen. Oh my, that's just a game changer. It's a, it's a whole nother way of thinking about things. Wow. And so that would be what empathy yes. looks like for real. For real. And it requires both an attunement to the other person's experience and an incredible amount of self-awareness and humility. Incredible. Wow. That's, I want to go, I want to stay at every hotel that, <laughs> that is an example of what you just described. There is no such hotel that is an example of what I just described. I'm, I'm, I'm... Because that level of maturity and awareness is not available currently in corporate settings. Right. Wow. Amazing. I'm really excited for this work that you're doing is changing the world on, on a grand scale. I mean, it is. It's amazing. Um, so, I mean, in terms of, I'm just curious, in terms of creativity, because this is a subject, I'm just throwing it out there because it's come up for me a lot, and I just wanted to, and you also mentioned you're a performance artist and taking empathy and, 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 and your abilities into that realm of performance art, which I find fascinating. But as a creative person and creative being, um, with your gifts as an intuitive and an empath how I mean how do you tap into your creativity I mean how do you and I, this, is, mm. this is really something I struggle with sometimes because yeah I'm creative yeah I'm intuitive but 
sometimes I have so many blocks and I don't know how to get past myself. And I'm curious how you do that. Hmm. There's so many ways I'm still blocked. Then there are ways I'm really flowing. So if I go to the places I'm really flowing, um, it's not that I'm trying to get past the blocks. It's just, it's just like, hmm. Like formats keep evolving for me in terms of my intuitive readings and how I work with audiences. And I, I think, well, I think what I'm doing is I get these little flashes or images or ideas and then I follow them. And I, I'm very unattached to whether they work or not. I really do feel like I'm evolving into something that it's not up to me. And that just happens to be because I'm not attached to myself. My ego is not invested in myself as performance artist. In the same way, my ego is not invested in my ability to articulate myself. I am really articulate, but I don't, I'm not precious about how I'm using language. I'm not running my words through a filter of how does this seem? Will this land? Is this okay? I'm trusting the organic flow of words. And that's how I am in my performance. That's not true in my writing. In my writing, I'm a total neurotic. And, um, and every sentence that I type out that isn't something trivial on Facebook or an email about logistics uh, goes through many filters of self-loathing and confusion and like, it, it, how, how is this? And will people like this? And why am I even thinking like this? And like, I need this to be great. And why am I not great? And I thought I was supposed to be a great writer. And I think that's because on a very deep level, when I was a kid, I identified myself as a writer. I'm a writer and a writer succeeds at certain, you can even hear my voice starting to change. I've switched into a different person. I went from totally embodied and clear thinking and heart centered to like, like spinning and neurotic and like <laughs> this person can't write something great so no wonder I can't get ah and you see now I'm all spun out so yeah. you know there are different pieces of me some that are really fully formed and healthy and emergent and present and others that are immature and hurting and confused and need a lot more love um so I, I guess the the macro place is the higher place is just I come back to self-acceptance and I don't think I can tell people like, this is how you flow. Um, I think there are ways in which we're flowing and maybe let's celebrate that. And then there are ways in which we're blocked and can we compa be compassionate toward that? And then other people will say discipline, right? Like a lot of people are like, well, if you wanna write, sit your butt down on a, in front of a screen and type. And um, that works for some people. I find that approach unhealthy for me. Um, I think if you have to whip yourself into doing something, it begs the question, what are you whipping? Mm. And, 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 and you might be able to bleed some blood out of that stone, but at what cost? And maybe there have been great and amazing writers who wrote incredible books that will last forever who wrote that way, but I wonder how they were when their wife walked in the door and what their kids felt about them because that level of... Um, self-flagellation and you know self-loathing that requires that uh, gets transmitted outward and creates all sorts of emotional and psychological disruptions so I, I i want flow to come from from love and not from force but if if you need to do it through force you might be wiser than me that's just where i'm at yeah no i i i try to do it with force. <laughs> and then it just goes exactly how mm. you were reacting to that mm. Same, you know, or, but I mean, I have my hacks a little bit, mm. I have a few hacks, um, mm. but, uh, you know, but, but, but right now I find that writing for me is, is just, it's just not easy. It's not <laughs> easy. I'd rather talk. <laughs> me too. Thanks <laughs> two of us. I'm glad we're talking, <laughs> not having mm. to write emails together or something. Oh, um, so well, I'm, I'm curious, you know, I, I think I, you know, I remember hearing this, um, I don't think we discussed this, but I had heard before that you were once director. Mm -hmm. Do you mind if we no, go for touch it. on that sure. for a second? So I, I used to represent directors. I used to work in, in the film business as well. And, um, you know, I had a kind of big life change and for various things and had a startup and did other things. But 
and now I'm doing what I'm doing, which is coaching and, and having this podcast and writing and everything. And so my life has changed. And I'm curious what what happened with you and, 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 and how you made that change and what was the, mm. you know, what was that point that, that kind of woke you up? Hmm. I'm going to close a, a thing so that we, in case it, prevent a little more sound. Yeah. I'm, I'm sound neurotic on top of <laughs> writing neurotic. Um, Thank you. But I wasn't a neurotic director. I was very, I, it's like everywhere where the ego is invested, that's where the pain is. And where you just like, are like, ah, ah, I either direct and it goes well or it doesn't, that's okay. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I, there was no choice. Um, if I had choice, I would, I would have been directing more um, multi-hundred-thousand-dollar national TV spots and for the relatively easy money and the, and the joy that the work brought me, it just dried up on me. Like, I got to the top of my commercial directing mountain with this series of national spots for sprints. Everyone loved the spots. They played during the Academy Awards. The client was happy. The agency was happy. And then it was radio silence. It was surreal. It was like, I don't know if there is a God, but if there were, he would have wanted to bring me to the top of the mountain for like three seconds and then laugh at me. Ha, ah, see, I showed you. Like maybe it was my path to get to that place and then have nothing come of it. Um, and then I got another gig for Advil. Um, uh, I was directing a series of little short documentaries and it was a huge project. It was like eight months or something. And I was fired after two months, um, like literally brought into a room and fired. And that was that. I never really got another meaningful directing gig after that. I, not for lack of trying, I had commercial representation. I was put up for gigs that would have been great. These, these ridiculously easy pharmaceutical jobs, like, oh my God, I could have done them in my sleep. It was mostly just making the client feel like I understood all of their insane requirements and then Everything else was just paint by numbers and, oh my God, 60 grand for five days of the easiest work of my life. And yeah, I yeah. got it and then I didn't get it. And, you know, and a lot of that, I'm sure you know that world. So, sure. so it just didn't click. And I, I, my heart was never in commercials. I just, I, I, I felt, some part of me felt empty um, figuring out how to effectively sell stuff people don't need or shame them for you know, just what, what is what is commercials? Commercials is a way of making you feel insecure for lack of the product that we are selling you. That's the entire business model. And so that's toxic and ultimately wears on one's psyche if one is connected to one's deep psyche. And so some part of me couldn't couldn't fake my underlying lack of enthusiasm for the empty work that we were all pretending mattered. And, and so I couldn't do it anymore, slash it couldn't integrate me anymore. And then in parallel, I was, uh, uh, this, this other part of me was awakening with no choice. It wasn't like I would choose to awaken now. No, I was just um, really depressed, taking lots of plant medicine and working through my stuff and spending time in nature and discovered I had this really strange capacity to understand what other people are feeling and discovered I was kind of a natural psychologist. Like maybe that was my deepest gift and maybe that was the uh, part of my directing that was the best. I always, I have a good eye, like definitely. And, and I can tell a story really well, as you can tell from the way I speak. But I think what I was best at as a director was really understanding people. Like you'd want to hire me for to work with real people to get the truth out of them. That's that's where I was going to do better than anyone else you had in your roster. And and uh, and so that part of me just became even more embodied and didn't need the commercial directing shell to express itself. Yes. So the authentic you came out in in all of this experience. I mean yeah. that I, I, that, it hit me when you said taking, you know, this finally, this amazing experience happens and then nothing. Yeah. You know, wow. I mean, nothing. that is, that's powerful. I'm sure yeah. there were a lot of why, 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 what's going on. There was a lot of that. But the, the answer was like in me somewhere. The answer was like, but do I really, like, let's say best case scenario, you know, 
that had led to 20 more $10,000 a day, $20,000 a day directing gigs. And it would have been a cycle that you couldn't get out of. You know, as yeah. the guy. Right. And let's say I became like the guy. And now I'm making half a million dollars, a million dollars a year. This is best case scenario. This happens to one in a hundred commercial directors. And only one in a hundred commercial directors gets to where I got. So it's like best case scenario. This is what's going on. And, and, and then where am I? I'm rich, I guess. But I can feel the emptiness. Like there are people right now waking up every day. Yeah. Very successful. Desperately trying to convince themselves that figuring out how to communicate the humanity of Chase Bank to as wide a possible audience is meaningful, when in fact it's actually toxic. And, you know, that's, that's, you're feeding a dark system. You are complicit in, in, in the destruction of the planet, and you know it in your bones. And I couldn't do it anymore. Not from a place of superiority, not like I'm better than you because I've had this awareness. I'm not better than you. I it's like the same way a vegan isn't better than a meat eater, but at a certain level of sensitivity, your your body cannot do that kind of damage. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. But that said, if somebody called me today and said, we want you to direct a spot for 20 grand, I'm in a financial situation where I would totally take it. Okay, say that because, you know, a lot of yeah. my friends are in advertising. Oh, so. I'm saying that. Yeah, I would I mean, totally like take it. A lot of people that listen to us are clients, so... <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I I would take it, you know, but that's because um, I'm struggling and that's hard. Yeah. But if you're not struggling, if you are in the cycle because you are addicted to it or you're addicted to the stress or you, the part of you that feels like you're doing something meaningful because you're doing things that people around you admire, but you know in your gut that's not right, get out, get out now, yeah. use your gifts in some other way and if you don't know what your gifts are then take some time and give it some space and let them emerge i didn't have a choice about that because the the advertising world uh didn't find me sexy enough to keep bringing me in and so i had to just go off on my own and find my own path but if you have a choice just please go to the road less traveled it will make all the difference absolutely absolutely it's well said I mean, I, I think there's something there about what you said in terms of balance that's very hard for all of us, especially living in New York City. Um, but, you know, where, where, how, how does one find balance between paying the bills and, you know, you know feeding yourself and, 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 and doing well for the planet and, and for humanity? I think it's a really difficult thing to... to I would say it's impossible to find balance. Yeah. And, and, and it's, the goal is not to find balance. I think the goal is to find authenticity. Mm. And, you know, if, if I, like there's something really healthy about me being able to say advertising is really toxic and bad. But you know what? Right now, because I need the money, if, if a brand called me up and asked me to do a commercial that was totally vapid, I would do it. And because I need the money and that's going to hurt on some level and it's going to feel really soothing on another. Yes. And so I'm in my truth. That's that's home. And if enough of us come there, then enough of us can stand together in truth and the whole system will change on its own. Whereas where I can't meet people is if they tell themselves that the vapid, empty thing they're doing for the money has meaning. Mm. Or that that kind of delusion, I can't stand for. I, I want to shake you out of that. Let's be real. Yes. You're doing empty, soulless things for money. Me too, because there's this, there's part of this world that's empty and soulless. But we can't change that unless we acknowledge it. Yes, hundred percent. Thank you for saying that. That that means that means so much to me, and I'm sure everyone listening. Um. I'm I'm curious, um, you know, just just in terms of relating to people and and you know I always kind of go out with the intention of like okay I'm gonna go out to this event and I want to really meet some really nice people and like connect. How do you find as an intuitive being very sensitive? I mean, you're a sensitive soul. When you're out there and you know you're kind of you know you're I mean maybe you're going out to because you want to make money doing readings you're like okay someone invites you to an event and you're kind of having to sell yourself in a way I mean it's selling yourself as an intuitive because Mm -hmm. you want readings right Mm -hmm. 
And then there's that aspect of that. And then it's, you know, being in truth and sort of connecting with people on a level that it's, it's real, it's good. But yeah. then you know you have to sell yourself too. I don't know that. Okay. See, I, I, I go all the way here, you know, yeah. and I'm, I'm, I don't even want to say I'm not good at it. I might be good at it, but I do very little of it. I'm, I, I just do things that feel truthful and embodied. Yeah. And I had a, I had a guy who does SEO look at my website and figure out how to make it more search engine optimized. Yes. And he made perfectly reasonable changes to do that which I paid him to do because I figured, well, if my, if more people just found me through Google, that would help a lot. But then some of the changes that he made tweaked the, the word changes, tweaked the energy. It didn't, I could no longer stand in the truth of the language that he had picked. And he didn't have a way of understanding that. That was, that, that just did not compute. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah, and, I understand. But that. I can't, I, 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 um, it feels so much better to be in integrity and just be like every word that I'm putting out, I stand behind. Yes. That's me. Yes. It feels so much better than to be like that little part I put out because I just, well, I needed you to like me. And so I put that out there hoping that you would come. And, and then I tell myself a story that if I put that out there, you'll come. And then on the inside, you'll discover that we're real. Yeah. But actually you're, you're then communicating subtextually that the inauthenticity of the person you're engaging with is acceptable to you. And I don't want to be in that place. And, but I, it's not, it's, I do respect that this is a journey and it's not an easy one. And the path to a truly embodied authentic communication is freaking hard. And there's a lot of insecurities that have to be worked through to be able to stand there and say, you know, this feels true to me and I can't give an inch because it's my truth. Mm. But that's where I'm at and it feels nice and I can't imagine an amount of money that would take me far off of that. Yeah. I can imagine like, you know, look, I, I'll bend, but I won't break. I won't dissociate. I'll be able to, to, to tether my heart to everything I'm expressing, even if it's not like the world's most pure expression of truth. Like I don't want to be super precious, but you know, mm -hmm. can I stand behind what I'm doing? Even if I do the vapid commercial, I'll do the vapid commercial and I will pretend uh, that I'm more invested in the underlying message in order to, you know, make that job. But I will tell my friends, I will be in my truth. I will go as far as I can. And then I would, the only reason I would be doing that is because I've got this financial lack. And, and when that financial lack cl closes and money comes to me more for being me, then there will be fewer and fewer expressions, or, you know, falsities coming off of me. It's probably true of most people, right? Like if we had the money we needed, we would be so much, a lot, a lot of people would be so much less fake. Like we have to turn ourselves into a product. It's just tragedy of capitalism. Yeah, and Instagram. And, and Instagram. Yeah, it's like, ugh, I know. It's, it's something that I struggle with all the time. And, you know, I don't, want to be visible on there and yet I feel the need that I have to be and I still haven't found my voice in terms of how to represent myself because everything seems so it just doesn't seem authentic it doesn't and I hate the word authentic it's a great word yes it's me you know but is there another word um mm. but you know it's, I like it's embodied so, thank you embodied thank you it's mm. been much better um some words are just overused um but yeah it's just a, something I, I I I don't know how how people do it and yet there are people that do produce content and th that are out there that when I watch their content I'm like yeah they're I, I feel it I see yeah. it I feel them I I'm relating it's, it doesn't make me cringe yeah that's amazing that's amazing but there are not many people who no. do that well no and, and you know maybe there's a certain way in which there are certain mediums that aren't for us and it's hard because right now Instagram is the moment but it could be that Instagram is not your path or yeah. or that the way to express yourself through Instagram is just a piece. Like I'm going to take quotes from the people I interview, like just some way to have a thread out there that doesn't have to be like, here I am. Yeah. Um, right. This, I mean, this stuff is super hard. Like nobody's written, the, nobody's written the guidebook to embodied communication in an artificial capitalist world where we have to make a living and get attention. Like, 
this just if that guide exists i haven't seen it and certainly no one's broken through with it and what i have seen is a lot of phonies who figure out how to hack the system and then i do see occasional people i'll name one who i really like teal swan i find most of her stuff online Mm -hmm. she's a spiritual teacher I, i always enjoy seeing her instagram posts and yeah, there are other people like that. And are just like, oh, that resonates and that resonates. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure, for sure. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. Sorry, I keep hitting your lamp behind me. <laughs> I'm stretching. So um, I have a question for you. What, what do you feel, it's just something that just came up, I was just thinking about it. Like, is there anything in your mind that are kind of like, that you as a, as a, as a in tune person um, think the universe works in a certain way. Mm. I mean, are there any principles that you kind of believe are true? Yeah. <laughs> there are um let's see. I I I have an intuition that we're on some kind of major development journey each one of us across multiple lifetimes and maybe across multiple galaxies maybe across multiple parallel lifetimes the scope of it is is beyond my capacity to grasp right now but some multi-billion year multi-dimensional healing journey healing doesn't feel quite right reconnection journey like i i i do feel that there's some essential God-like consciousness or source or whatever you want to call it that separates out into all these different forms and then those forms um, uh, find their way back and that's the macro story that's that's the biggest story there is uh, that I that I can feel and I'm sitting beneath a Kabbalah poster and I think that tracks with that story pretty good and in a lot of mystical traditions so God's just sitting around going well this is boring let me create not God and then God creates not God and then not God is like oh we got to try everything let's let's make a mess i'll try being a rock oh i'll try being an uh you know there's no such thing as aliens from god's perspective i'll try being a creature from this planet and somebody else is like i'm gonna try this human thing that's weird and uh and so all these forms of consciousness pervade and explore and dance around and then each individual each individual life this little journey i've been given is david sauvage um has its own piece in that larger puzzle of my soul and i'm here to figure something out not conceptually but really learn it through my whole being um or not learn it or learn it by not learning it and i i i uh i can feel myself growing sometimes the growth is in alignment with that return to source and that's that happens to be my life i think this time around i think i'm connecting with my deeper and highest self over the course of my life and finding my way home and sometimes that's not the journey for people the journey is to turn away from that source more and more and more and then that can only be understood um through the multi multiple lifetimes they're going to lead oh that was the time i looked in that direction and that really hurt okay good to know um one of my lessons is 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 to learn i i i project my own desire to come into my highest self onto other people i assume well i know everyone wants it on some level but i i assume it's everyone's mission and actually i know that that's not true i know that it's some people's mission as much as it hurts me to say to turn as far away from their own light as they can and that that's the way that they learn their own light um, and I'm learning to accept that, which I have not accepted yet. I have not, ex- I have not accepted that, but I will learn over the course of this life to accept that. Right now, it still pisses me off. Um, and and uh, and yeah, and then we're going through an awakening process across multiple dimensions, and just in this one, that's what I think is happening over here. 
Beautiful. We're in universe land 101. (laughs) 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 Well, I feel like I'm at the center of the universe right now. It's so fun speaking with you. Um, I mean, is there anything else that kind of is in your realm of thought right now or Mm. wanting to just just yeah. throw that out there. I think that was a, a an individual journey that I just described and I want to I'm I'm actually more interested in the collective journey. Um Instagram is a story of individual journeys and that's one of its fatal flaws. It's like it 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 traffics in the illusion that you are expressing yourself when you are not just expressing yourself, you are expressing your tribe, you are expressing your friends, you're you're expressing you know, whatever is alive in the moment culturally. And then we're doing it under this name. So I put my name, David, or the empath, and, and, I, and I sit in a park and I look up at the stars and it creates, and somebody takes a picture and it creates the illusion that David is looking up at the stars, but actually like somebody's taking the picture and actually there's a park and actually why am I, why is it under my name? Why is it under this moment in time? Or like, do you know what? It's, 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 um, so... Um, yeah, I feel like, um, like part of coming home is meeting others who are on their own parallel journey and realizing it's the same and having enough of us come into that space together to catalyze real shifts in our politics and culture, um, and uh and uh, so we were talking talking we were talking earlier about the incoherence between spiritual language and political language or like we you know we 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 like to say in 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 woo woo land that you can manifest anything you want which is sounds dangerously close to white privilege from another lens mm-hmm. and how do we reconcile those two worldviews they both feel true right like it both feels true that on some level we can manifest our own reality that that resonates deeply but it also feels true that it's way easier to do that if you're a upper middle class or upper class white person um so those are two truths and um and part of our journey is to integrate them into a single unified field um, and what else is like this, there's this idea that I keep coming back to that all we have to do as individuals, not that it's that easy, but it's just to step more and more into our own truth. Um, and then the, the, the thing that is ours to do emerges mm-hmm. and we don't have to do anyone else's job and we don't have to think about it. And it just happens like, oh, I'm in my truth. So then the next thing that comes through me is true. Or, oh, I'm not in my truth. Like, I'm inauthentic. I'm, I'm broken off from myself. I'm split. I have a job I hate. I'm in a relationship with a guy I can't stand anymore. I feel terrible about X, Y, and Z, but I don't talk about it. I'm split. And then some deep part of us wants to integrate that so that we can come back to the truth. Okay, I need to leave this relationship or I need to leave this job or whatever. And then you heal a little bit and then you come more and more into yourself. And then what you'll discover is that other people are doing the same exact thing on that journey, but that where their gift to give is very different than yours. And that's really beautiful. So you give your gifts naturally unfolding through you. And then somebody else is there to give their gifts naturally unfolding through them. And then the puzzle pieces are just going to start to arrange perfectly. Like all the pieces are there. We just have them all scattered everywhere. And, um, and uh and and a bunch of to put it coldly like capitalist minded men and organizations are standing with their boots on certain puzzle pieces trying to fit them into what serves them but actually the puzzle pieces know what serves everyone if each one can just get into his or her own or their own natural spot Mm. that's the that's the global awakening that i feel wants to happen that is happening. It is happening. Sure. Yeah. But it might not happen in time to salvage the planet. Like we might, I'm, I'm wanting to come into peace to the fact that 
this experiment of consciousness known as planet Earth might quote unquote be a failure. And that doesn't change the mission of coming into our own truth and mourning this experience, mourning this this attempt that we made to make a planet. And it turns out we weren't ready yet for the responsibility of being the smartest beings on a planet. We, we couldn't handle that. And we are so sorry for the damage that we caused other forms of consciousness. Um, maybe that's the place to end up. And, and I'm getting close to peace with that as it feels more and more like we might be going there. I felt, I felt that, that, that was, uh, I felt that emotion. I feel that, I feel that as well. I feel that we're, we are, we're doing a huge disservice and damage. And, but I am hopeful that we will, I, 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 I'm hopeful that we, we will turn it around. I, I am. I feel that it's, that we have the power to do that. And I think more and more people are, I think people are waking, are becoming awake on a very rapid level. I mean, I mean, if you, in ten, just 10 years ago, it was not, I mean, just the growth mm. every decade. Mm. I mean, I'm, I have to keep positive. Maybe I'm just... I want to keep positive too, but I want to keep positive in the sense that um, there's a divine intelligence, whichever way it goes. Yes. That, 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 um, you know, and, and maybe what's what's missing for me to join your team at the moment, um, and sometimes I'm on that team. Sometimes I really feel like we're going to make it, like we've got this. I really have that feeling sometimes. I don't have it at this moment. Um, I feel like there's a level of darkness out there that we haven't even scratched the surface of. We are unable or as yet unwilling to actually look at, off honestly, what what is blocking the the what is on the other side it's like and maybe that's an awakening that will happen too but when i look at the blocks like it's not just ignorance or maybe it's ignorance on a on a extremely deep level but we are so far away from acknowledging the evil in our own beings like i don't see much of that do you you mean as in terms of a spiritual war that's taking place or I guess so Hmm. I guess so um like and and I see more I don't I I see more hanging on than I see going through but that's not to say people aren't going through and I don't know maybe it's just a time thing I guess what I feel like the end of the day it's going to be really close i'm not sure whether we're going to quote unquote make it or not i'm pretty sure it's going to be close like at the end of the game you know it's going to be by a point one way or the other (laughs) (laughs) i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna put i'm gonna bet that we are we're gonna be okay i hope you're right i i'm i'm you know i'm making a bet we're gonna be okay it's gonna we're gonna pull through lessons that we have to learn are are what we're learning right now that we have mm. to be good to our planet and be good to each other mm. but how do i reconcile like yes that's true but and then i walk by like a man freezing on the street yes yesterday or two days ago and he's trying to warm himself up underneath a cardboard box and oh i'm not going to do anything for him and it doesn't feel like it's mine to do and then i feel a little sad and a little guilt and and on the machine marches. Oh. So anyway, they're both true. Yes. Wow. Eye-opening and, you know... Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I keep putting my arms up. Like, um, yeah, I, uh, I hear you. I understand. It's, it's, uh, it's a struggle sometimes to to be positive and mm. think that everything's going to be okay but maybe i'm just foolish maybe it will be okay or maybe like let's i want to be positive too i want to join you in the positivity like come on join me yeah do you feel, are you, do you feel like I, positivity? I do and i like it and and i want to and i want to nurture it and and so like i'll tell you things that i think are really positive like i feel like there is a level of honesty going on now that was 
just in the last few years, it was not true before, for instance, Trump got elected. I was super involved in Occupy Wall Street eight or nine years ago, and I remember marching. And all people were putting on those signs sometimes were like, we matter, or the system is messed up. And the amount of disdain that we got for saying obvious truths, I'll never forget. There wasn't a genuine openness in the culture to the degree of corruption and asymmetry and inequality that we were in tune with. And now there is, now there really is. Now there's like, oh wow, people are really understanding things are messed up on a systemic level. And they're really trying to feel into new ways of being. And and I can feel also something globally happening um, where the world feels smaller, not just because we're all connected on the internet, but it just, I can, I feel like, like we all get it somehow. We all get the idea that something happening in Lebanon is happening in my body. We all get that the, mm. that the oceans dying is our death. We all, we all feel the rainforest is not that far away. Mm. And there's something about climate change too, that's teaching us that, that, you know, you can't pretend that the air in New Delhi that people can't breathe that is killing babies is not affecting us in New York who are buying the things that those babies' mothers are making. Like we're, we're in this cycle and we know it. And there's a love that's permeating that there. I'm trying it's so hard for me to be positive. Oh, I'm really trying. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard to be positive. I want to be. Well, you're so aware. Yes. I want to be. There's, there's something and, and we're here, you know, we're here, we're having this conversation and and things are relatively steady in my East Village apartment. And I just had an amazing matcha latte from a really adorable cafe run by a very sweet Mexican man who I see every day who's really nice. Oh. Makes me feel good, Future You Cafe. There's a lot of love out there. There is. Yeah. There is. That's, 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 I think that's kind of the whole point. And I think it's all about love. I do. I think... That's why we connect. That's mm-hmm. why we connect, mm-hmm. connected. That's, you know, why we're friends with the people we're friends with and why we do what we do. I mean, it has to be all for love. And, and you know. I, I agree. That's. I'm with you. It's simple. It is simple. Why do we make it so complicated? I think it's not that we're making it complicated. I think there are actual dark forces that are scrambling us. For sure, for sure. I agree with that 100%. But the thing is, if you allow the dark forces to take over your mind and you go to that dark place, then they're winning. Mm -hmm. And for me, I always say, no, I'm not going to go there. You're not going to take over my mind. I'm going to the positive light. But what about... I agree with that, right? Like, But what about the... Um, what about like seeing it clearly? Like if in the thirties in Germany, if somebody would say, you know, I'm just going to stay positive. All this, all this Hitler stuff, like I'm not going to let it affect my brain. I know that that's going to fall and that's BS and I'm just gonna, you know, and, and that doesn't feel quite centered. Um, certainly it's better than saying Zieg Heil. Um, but then there's just this other place of like, wait a second, this, there's a force for darkness here that requires standing up to, even at great risk. And, and it was over, and it was, it was beaten. It was beaten, but it, it required a lot of people Absolutely. standing up to beat it. And, and a lot of, you know, and it took a while. Uh, a lo- there was a lot of, there was a lot of staying positive for too long when the thing to do was to, I'm not saying it's wrong to stay positive. In yeah. fact, we need positivity or else we're definitely doomed. So I agree with that. So yeah, I, I'm stuck. I'm stuck on this, these sort of dark forces that, that I guess I'm wanting enough of us to stand against actively in some new way that I can't quite put my finger on. Well, because you, it feels like you are the... You're, it feels to me that you are the person to help people become aware and push them. It's like you're like, I see this like, you're like the 
you're like the train that's like pushing people. It's slow. It's like this. Mm. That's so freaking slow. It's so slow. Oh my God. It's so you're slow. You're like, I'm going to get there. I'm going to. And, and, and you're carrying it on your back. You've got all it. You, it's all on top of you, on top of God you. help me. I hope not. No, but that's how it feels sometimes when you describe these things, uh-huh. you know? And, and, um, I do think that it's, 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 it's unpacking it slowly, but you're going to get there. It's Mm. just being more positive and kind Mm -hmm. of seeing that we're going ahead. Mm. The ahead is light. Mm -hmm. The light is ahead Mm -hmm. of us. The darkness is behind us and we might be going through the darkness Mm -hmm. as well. But I, 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 I mean, you know, you bring up the Holocaust and, and these incredibly terrible tragedies that, that took place, but there were so many beautiful stories about the human spirit. Mm, that's how I'm here. My dad was born in a barn in 1944 in the south of France, thanks to beautiful Christian people who saved him. Yes, and how so, amazing is that? That's, that's wow. super amazing. That's yeah. where a lot of my inspiration comes from, is, the, is the, um, the beauty of those people without whom I would not be here. Um, So out of that comes light, even though it's tragic and horrible and devastating. But I do believe, and I'm getting tinglys in my head, mm-hmm. that, um, that, that we are here and to, to promote light and positivity. And yes, this is not a great time, but there will be better times. And we ha- and, and it's, it's you being with your big brain and all that you know and your awareness and the way you articulate it to go out and talk to people and, and, and educate them. That is a huge gift, huge, enormous gift. So <clears throat> as the educator, as the, push, the person that's pushing, pushing, pushing mm. through, you are, you are the light that is the teacher to teach people and to have them understand and make them aware. And that's, that's a huge, it can be a burden because you see mm. so much, but it's also a huge gift. And it sounds fun. Yeah. I, I mean, I, that's just how I, I yeah, I like, I like your, I like your take and I, and I aspire to pop some, and I sometimes like, like I, I was telling you that I had a little financial, um, pain happen to me recently. Like something I thought was Whatever, something bad happened to me in the realm of money. I don't know about bad. Let's skip that. Something that I did not want to have happen to me happened to me that is now causing me a degree of emotional pain, good or bad, I don't know. And, uh, and you know, those little wounds, like, then color the whole, the whole mood and then, like, shift our worldview, you know? So it could be that if something good had happened to me yesterday, financially... Uh, I'd be like, yeah, we're all gonna make it. You know, that's right. how that's how human psychology works. Yes. So, hold my hold my perspective lightly. Yeah. And and uh, and the last thing I want to do is have is try to persuade anyone to step out of their own truth. So wherever you're at, don't take mine on too seriously. Just 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 sharing where I'm at. You be where you're at, and I'll be where I'm at, and yes, exactly. we can all go to the party together. <laughs> exactly. The whole point is actually communication connection talking about what is mm-hmm. going on that is mm. that's that's the fact so thank you so much you're welcome david thanks you for are. coming my way i appreciate it you're an absolute pleasure thank you everyone for listening ciao ciao <laughs>